Hello and welcome to the Undetected Narcissist Podcast. Your host will be Angela Meyer, and she will be talking about several mental health subjects and topics, shining a light on a subject that most people consider taboo, shifting your perspective from confusion maybe into clarity. So enjoy the show and thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Undetected Narcissist. Today I am going to be talking about how to deal with a narcissist during the holidays. And even if you're dealing, let's say, with a difficult person, they can still be put in this category because it's hard during the holidays, especially when you want to have fun and enjoy yourself, but you're dealing with someone that just likes to kill the joy of anybody's happiness, all right? And to me, holidays are a time of celebration. When you have to deal with someone narcissistic, they know, yeah, how to just kill that joy and the fun. And I've witnessed this fact too many times. So today, I'm going to talk about how to deal with a narcissist during the holidays because this is a hot topic. First of all, I always say, Everything is temporary. The holidays are temporary. It will help save your sanity if you keep this truth running in the back of your mind. Every moment you spend with this narcissistic person is temporary. You have the ability to walk away, to set healthy boundaries, to incorporate self-care tools when you're around them, and to create a schedule that meets all your needs and that's mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical needs. So how we show up in any situation is our choice. You can be the guest or host during the holidays. You can hope for others to be different, but being self-aware is key. The truth is the only thing we truly control is ourselves and our reactions. It is best to respond instead of react because that is what the narcissistic person expects from you, a triggered reaction. So here are some holiday sanity suggestions. Number one, and I think I got six of them. Number one is where is your head at? It is essential to know where your head is when dealing with difficult, you know, people and someone narcissistic. You can have past negative events, but hopefully the past can be kept in the past. What I've learned over time is difficult people like to use leverage against you. Many times that leverage is unresolved past events. You might think you've resolved your differences, but difficult people like throwing ammo into the fire. Therefore, be prepared for ammo and how to dodge the bullets. The best way to dodge a bullet is to set up boundaries. If you notice a difficult person is trying to start drama, bait, or provoke you, you need to put your foot down. You can say, and this is in the blog post, and you might want to write it down because I think it's pretty good. You can say this. Today is a day of celebration. Today I am here to enjoy everyone's company. Therefore, creating drama and talking about unpleasant events is off the menu. We are here to celebrate the holidays, life, family, good food, and each other. 
I want to thank everyone for supporting me with this daily slash weekly goal. Thanks. So these words is your way of doing the B-I-F-F. You are being brief, informative, friendly, and fun. So if you need to write it down, it's on the blog post. Number two, self-care check-in points. Self-care is critical when it comes to dealing with difficult people, especially someone who's narcissistic, okay? These people know your triggers. They know your past, your dark secrets, and how to bait you. That is why you need to have at least a handful of self-care ideas when you are around them. You can create a mantra in your head such as, this is only temporary, this is only temporary. You can say it over and over again in your head. You can utilize your breath. When you feel yourself getting triggered, you can excuse yourself to the bathroom. Once you're in the bathroom, you can listen to some calming music. You can practice a mini breathing meditation. You can watch an uplifting or fun video on your phone. Or if you have enough time, just take a hot bath. Hot baths are great when the weather is like cold outside. The bathroom can become your temporary sanity getaway room, or you can call it my escape room. You can also create a self-care schedule for yourself. You can schedule nap time, meditation time, take a walk, game time, build a snowman, visit a neighborhood friend, go to the movies with a friend, or go to bed early and read a good book. All these scheduled breaks is important for your sanity. Number three, what are your triggers? Family and friends know your triggers. Do you know your own triggers? Have you ever sat down and journaled about what has triggered you in the past with various difficult people? If not, I would suggest doing it. I will share a few of my past triggers and how I dealt with it. You might be able to relate. So I have one very negative family member. She always fault finds and blame shifts. She takes a molehill and turns it into a massive mountain. She also likes to gossip behind your back. When I deal with this person, I can always see the disapproval on her face. Nothing I can do is good enough. She is highly judgmental. When this person talks to me, I am very brief. I do my best to avoid talking about myself or other people. I like to stay busy in the kitchen and I use cooking as a tool to prevent gossip or from feeding her too much personal information that can be used against me later. I do not like to say this, but this person always has a hidden agenda. They know I used to be a people pleaser. Therefore, when they made me feel bad about myself in the past, they would ask for something from me. They have noticed the changes in me, but she's still trying to figure out how to take advantage of me. One way in the past was to make me feel guilty or shame. I no longer play those games. When I am communicating with this person, I am incredibly self-aware. I am fully listening, and I know I have a choice in how I want the conversation to go. That means uphill or downhill. I have learned the art of redirecting her by changing the subject to something more lighthearted and positive. Remember, the conversation does not have to be one-sided. 
Another thing I have learned is to set a time limit for socializing. I can invite this person to come over a few hours after other people have arrived. This allows me to enjoy other people's company without worrying about the drama this one person likes to create. I can also enjoy snacks and socialize before the main feast. Then I can set a time limit for when everyone must go home. If this person is staying in your home, you must set self-care boundaries. I have learned that I need to limit my time around this person. I try to see if there is another person they can stay with instead of my home. And if this means splitting a hotel fee to keep your sanity, do it. Excuses can become your friend. Number four, how to deal with a narcissist during the holidays. So here are some steps to help you deal with a narcissist during the holidays. Number one, determine your own goal or goals or intended outcome for each holiday event or activity. Set boundaries accordingly and make everyone aware of your boundaries. So here's an example. Appetizers are from like say 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. 2.30 p.m. is turkey. Dinner, you know, the turkey dinner. 4 o'clock is dessert. 5 o'clock is cleanup. And 6 p.m., we all say goodnight. This schedule can be sent out via email or text. If someone shows up late, it's not your problem. You could add a time slot for games or watching a movie. Remember, this is your event, your house, and your set of rules, okay? So it's really important to keep in mind. Number two, you want to check the facts mentally when the narcissist makes a statement or does something that appears manipulative, okay? So for example, if you know this person always has a hidden agenda, be aware of what they are asking of you or trying to get you to do. If this person has a habit of baiting you, try to see if you can mentally figure out what bait they are trying to get you to latch onto before reacting or responding. Here's a good example. A young man comes home from college for the Christmas break. While he's helping his mom put the groceries into the car, the mom talks about taking all the kids out to a fancy Christmas dinner. The mom asks if her son has an idea of where they all should go to eat. The son suggests one restaurant, but mom suggests another place. Mom sets a trap by saying, well, I want you to pick the restaurant. I really think this other place I heard about would be best. To please his mom, that's the key thing, to please his mom, he agrees that her recommendation would be best. Therefore, the one who picked the restaurant is now all their responsibility of whatever happens, okay? So when they arrive at the restaurant, mom is all dressed up to turn heads. Mom made sure that they had a specific table picked out in advance. When mom and the kids sit down, just a few tables away is dad with his pregnant girlfriend. Dad gets up and walks over to the table. Dad is a regular there. 
and mom knows it, okay? Mom just totally set this all up. And dad is mad because mom has been stalking his pregnant girlfriend. So dad does his best to avoid making a scene in the restaurant, but it doesn't work. When the son gets back home, mom is blaming it all on him because he picked the restaurant. The truth is, mom set him up to take the fall. I know it is messed up, but remember, a narcissist doesn't want to look bad if everything falls apart. They have to have someone to blame, okay? Number three, be prepared for disappointment. I do not like to have to suggest this step, but I must. Expectations can lead to disappointment. You think that everything is all good when in fact to the narcissist, it is not all good. I have to say, narcissistic people are notorious for ruining the holidays. That is why knowing the games they prefer to play is key. Do they gaslight, project, blame shift, stonewall, or bait you? Have you figured out the narcissist's habits, patterns, and cycle? Are they worse when they drink? If so, have a rule that there is no alcohol. You can buy alcohol-free beer. Or you can just have enough alcohol that everyone gets, let's say, two glasses of wine. Number four, count your blessings. You are not them. Try to see the narcissist as just a negative person and plays the victim instead of being hurt by their actions, okay? Remember when they act immaturely, their core inner child wound comes to surface and is stuck in their survivor brain. They cannot have a rational conversation with you. A person must operate from their cortex brain to have a sensible empathetic conversation. That is why their behaviors have nothing to do with you. They could be coming from a place of being trauma triggered. That is why you must disengage, get balanced, be centered, shake off the bad vibes and clear your mind. Another thing you must eventually accept is that you cannot change this person. It can be so hard to finally accept that this narcissistic person will never be who you want them to be. It was hard for me to finally accept that my father cannot be the father that I needed him to be for me. Yet there is something freeing in realizing that you can unconditionally love, but you don't have to like this person. You can realize that no matter how much you want someone to change or how much you feel a sense of loss about this person never living up to what you need them to be, they are who they are. There is really nothing you can do about it. You can love them, but not like them. The main thing to remember is you do have control over how you respond to them. One of the first rules of dealing with narcissistic people is to never let them see you sweat. This type of narcissist feeds off drama and vulnerability. If you know this to be true, learning the art of redirection can be a game changer. Now, for some people, they may want to call this person out on their behaviors, but keep in mind two important things. First one is the narcissist doesn't think they have a problem and they never will. Plus, the narcissist will always have the last word. 
you can just ignore their comments and walk away. But as you know, the narcissist will chase after you to get those final insults. And just know that there are times when saying nothing is best because no matter what you say or do, the narcissist will always find a way to cut you down and make you look stupid. It is, is it really worth it? You got to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Just calling them out on their crap. I say they're not worth it. Your peace of mind comes first. Stewing over the drama for hours and days later, it's not worth it. So pick your battles wisely. Number five, your first and second line of protection. Now your best first option of protection is not to be around this person during the holidays. If you have that option and you don't get too much guilt, take it. It is totally acceptable to decline an invitation if you know the narcissist will be there and you are not in the mental emotional state of mind to deal with their crap. You do not even need to give an explanation or even make up a lie. You can just say, I won't be able to make it. This should be suffice. If you are pressured and pushed for why you are not attending, use the broken record technique. You can repeat again and again and again, I just won't be able to make it. If that doesn't work, you can just say that you're not feeling very well. COVID or feeling unwell holds a lot of weight nowadays. If you ever caught COVID like I did, I would accept anyone's excuse as being valid. So if you still would like to spend time with the host, not the narcissist, over the holidays, you can politely say, I would still love to get together. You can propose a time or date which makes it clear that you do want to spend time together. And when you set a time and date in the future, it usually stops the person from continuing to ask, why aren't you going to their gathering? Whatever you do, do not mention that you aren't going because the narcissist will be there. That information can leak and it can definitely get back to the narcissist. And once it gets back to them, you will most likely be smeared and punished by the narcissist for doing it. So let's talk about the second line of protection, all right? If you really can't get out of attending a family gathering, first ask yourself if this gathering is really mandatory. Let's say you run a business with your family and your narcissistic brother will definitely be attending the year-end holiday party. Not attending the party could impact your relationship with your employees, um, even some of your lenders, you know, whoever you invite to this party. And things could get worse if you know your narcissistic brother always acts out when you have not attended a holiday party in the past. Therefore, you may decide you want to attend. You might have to be the peacekeeper, monitor the alcohol bar, create an activity plan so drama can be reduced, you know, etc. There can be other situations where you might want to attend. Let's say, for example, you may want to attend a family gathering where a narcissistic sibling will be present because 
this, this might be your last holiday that you get to spend with your grandparents who are about to pass away or one of your other parents or a family member is ill and you know, you just know that, hey, this is my last opportunity. So you got to ask yourself, can you suck it up? Really, can you suck it up? Or will you let this person stop you from enjoying the company of other people? The point is, you have a choice. So once you have made a choice to attend a holiday gathering where you will most likely see the narcissist, first put a timeline on how long you will stay. Okay, that's so important. The time limit should be based upon how many people you want to talk with. Next, you need to factor in your tolerance level and your ability to deflect daggers from the narcissist. Finally, you need to factor in how much you can shake off afterward. Okay, you know, that's so important. And staying for one or two hours, it should be fine. Remember, you do not have to attend the entire holiday party or family gathering. People can come up with lots of excuses to leave a function early. If you are attending with a partner or friend, let them know your predetermined time limit. All right, they can be like your wingman. Next, create a nonverbal cue when time is up. Then set an alarm on your phone or watch. And finally, let the host know that you need to leave at that specific time, okay? No explanation is needed. Then leave at that predetermined time. This can be one of the hardest things to do and having an exit plan is key. You'll probably be asked to stay, so be prepared to have an exit plan excuse lined up. Keep in mind that the longer you stay at the holiday event or family gathering, the more likely it is that the narcissist will get to you. If you decide to stay, do it only for small increments of time, like let's say maybe an extra 30 minutes or even less than that. You could also do what veteran survivors of narcissist abuse have learned to do. Just politely excuse yourself and get the hell out of there. Number six, exchanging gifts with a narcissist. The one, oh my God, this one, this one's really, really hard because the gifts I've gotten from some narcissistic people, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm just like, yeah, it's like cringe worthy. And, and sometimes they don't even give you anything at all. Um, but let's talk about this gift exchange with a narcissist. This one can be very challenging. It would be best if you accept that your gift to them will not be good enough. This is true. One solution to this is to not get a gift for the narcissist. I've done that before. And oh, it actually really pisses them off when you don't get them a gift. It's really interesting. Um, you can send them a card in the mail or get a group slash family gift instead of individual gifts. Another is to just not attend the family event where gifts will be exchanged. But if you are stuck doing a gift exchange, know that the gift the narcissist will give you will be cheap, nonsensical, inappropriate, or all three. 
The gift might even be an insult, like a gift they re-gifted to you. I've had that happen before. Actually, this this is a true story. This one is actually priceless. This is about one of my siblings um, who isn't around anymore, but he would always ask my brother and I, like what music we um, what music we wanted or what what DVD we wanted and what he would do it he would buy it for himself and then he would copy it and give us the copy you know either you know on a blank DVD or um, a blank CD I mean it was just it was it was hilarious but that was his 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 gift to us was yeah. Okay, you can just, I hope you're laughing at this because it was, I can laugh at it now, but back then I was like, literally, are you kidding me? So yes, the gifts can be an insult. They can re-gift to you. Whatever you do, do not spend your precious time or wallet trying to find the perfect gift for this narcissistic person. And even if you think it's the best gift ever, they will criticize and undermine its value. If you are set on giving the narcissist a gift, buy something that's generic and good enough. Um, I'd like for you, you know, to just just be done with it. Know that there are gift baskets. There's even gift cards, okay? And nothing fancy, just basic and generic. And, you know, hey, you could even end up giving them my book. The look on their face, that would be a Kodak moment, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, enough jokes here. I hope you have gotten some good tools for the holiday. I hope this kind of made you laugh too, because I always like to throw in a little humor. Now, I need to talk about gifts, okay? Gifts that have hidden consequences and a hidden agenda attached to it. When you receive a really nice gift that is rather expensive or has some meaning behind it, be warned. The narcissist is not giving it to you without any strings attached. You might think that maybe they change their ways or they're sorry for hurting your feelings, but prepare yourself for future requests or favors. In the narcissistic person's mind, you now owe them one, and one day they will come to collect. I know it sounds messed up, but this does happen every once in a while. That is why you need to ask yourself if there's anything this narcissistic person has wanted from you in the past and you said no. Maybe they are trying to win you over with an elaborate gift because they later will have an elaborate request of you. Maybe they are trying to butter you up for a raise or promotion. Maybe they are trying to distract you from a sneaky plan they have cooking behind your back. Either way, an elaborate gift from a narcissist or a difficult person is a big warning sign. Watch your back. At times, that gift can be too good to be true and might not be worth it in the end. So just be warned. Hey, and remember, if this is the case, just give them my book. It won't be what they were expecting. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for learning how to deal with a narcissist during the holiday. I want you to take care and remember, it's only temporary, okay? So you all have a great day. 
Thanks for listening. And if you have any comments or anything like that, you can just shoot me an email. You like what I have, you know, support it, promote it, because I'm here for you. All right, take care and have a fabulous holiday. All right, bye.